The Triathlon Hour is brought to you by Pillar Performance. If you train and realize how important sleep is to you being your best, then head to Pillar Performance's website and get yourself some triple magnesium. Use the discount code HTT20 for 20% off. And then once it gets to you, start taking your triple magnesium 45 minutes before bed every night and watch how much better you sleep and therefore how much better you feel every single morning. And if you're in America, it's available to you exclusively through thefeed.com. The 20% discount code of HTT20 still works there too. Well, boys, the band's finally back together. Fred Funk, Aaron Royal and Tom Bishop, it's good to have you all here again to talk about another PTO race, this time the US Open that's happening in 18 days' time from now. Fred, I'll throw to you as the self-appointed leader of the gang. How's everything been going on your end? Yeah, thanks for inviting us all back together. Um, I'm currently here in uh, in the venue in Italy, an attitude training camp, just like Tom. I think we're actually just 500 meters away from, from each other. But uh, since I have bad experience with, with calling, I'm not letting anyone anymore into my apartment for a podcast recording. <laughs> just, just, just in case, Tom. <laughs> Mate, all I've been on is sparkling water. That's it. Bicarb. Real good quality, this. So, I think I saw Colin drink sparkling water a few times as yeah. well, Tom. That's a bit suspicious. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's in the beer. Well, maybe it's in the beer. <laughs> The beer, the beer scene's all right here. They've got, um, they've got a brewery which is the highest brewery in Europe. So we and they do good food. So we've been going there a couple of times a week, um, which is nice, nice little kind of post training, uh, socialize, uh, socializing. So it's been good. I've got a few guys here as well, um, training with me. Um, so it's it's been really fun actually. And um, the weather has been all right, hasn't it, Freddie? Like we've had a few wet days. It's hot at the moment because obviously Italy's got like heat waves and it's not quite as hot up here because we're 1800 meters up but it's still quite nice and when you drop down to like Bormio and some of the lower places it's it's really warm so um getting in some heat prep as well with the air with the altitude yeah it's 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 perfect time to um to train here right now because us in Germany is is or was a heat wave as well so uh, yeah, I just escaped in a perfect time uh, to train in altitude rather than than in the heat. Um, but I also had a, had a ride. Like, I mean, on the on the hills, it, it can get pretty warm when you don't have the wind. And then if you have altitude and the heat, it it can be really tough. Oh uh, yeah, we we did a ride not not the weekend, been the weekend before, and we all blew because we just underestimated the heat. Like we we kind of got to, I don't know, like to about 2000 meters and it's like two two to the top of the pass and we all just like vitulated at the top um and it was and like where we are here you, you go you climb one pass you have to descend a bit and go over another one and that final 10 minute climb we're all just in pieces but it was a it was a good experience and where are you right iron yeah so so i'm up in um in font remote so at altitude as well um Trying to follow the similar blueprint, I guess I had leading to the Canadian Open last year, which obviously for me was was successful. Um, 
Yeah, and, and similar to you guys, it's actually really, really hot here. Um, at like maybe thirty-two ish during the day, um, which up at altitude always feels so much warmer. I find anyway, and it's just quite dry as well. So like, obviously, it's not like the humidity that you, we might get at some races, especially Singapore. But uh, when it's super dry, like you know that feel like when you go out and train, and you, I just finished like a long run then, and you just like your mouth is just so dry. You have that sort of feeling. Um, but yeah, no, everything's everything's good. I, I'm enjoying it. I guess as we're getting, what are we? We're, we're, as we're recording this, what is it? Two and a half weeks? 18 days. 18 days. So, um, Holy. Oh, how's, <laughs> yeah, it's coming around quick, isn't it? Like, I felt like when we last <laughs> all raced together in, um, in, I know you guys have done some races since, but in Slovakia. I kind of like took a bit of a mid-season break and it kind of felt like ages since until this race, like the, the US Open, it was like 10 weeks. And I felt like, holy shit, that's like ages before my next race. And now all of a sudden it's coming around. I was just like, about a week ago, I just started to go, I got like this mini panic being like, I don't think I've hit enough. It's only three and a half weeks away. And then it, uh, it comes, it, well, it comes around, it comes back pretty quick, doesn't it? But yeah, how, how are you guys going? I know, like, we obviously raced last in Slovakia, um, and you guys did a race in Freddy's hometown, uh, Walshi. Uh, but other than that, what, what's been happening? Yeah, but every race I'm, I'm doing this season, um, Thomas racing as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're just, a, they're just a three, actually. Yeah, no, Freddy smashed that race, to be fair. Like, what did you get off the bike? Like, three and a half minutes, wasn't it? Like that? You just like rode away from this in the second half. It's just under three minutes, but yeah, I had like one one minute one minute ten after the swim. I had a pretty bad swim, so yeah, that was like the, the bad thing of the day. But then, yeah, rode rode pretty well. Um, and yeah, wet conditions, uh, technical course. So yeah, that that basically suit suit me <laughs> on that course when you know all the corners and it, it's it's wet with the time trial bike. Um. So yeah, that, that was pretty good. And then oh, I had a really solid run off the back as well. But you 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 as well, Tom. So yeah, that was a, was a good race. Yeah, because, yeah, obviously you know it well, but the way you can ride those corners in the way, I was so scared. I Because I had to come back to camp and I just didn't want to crash, basically. I had flashbacks to New York last year when I crashed and I was like, I don't want to crash again. So um, yeah, I just kept it safe. And I, to be fair, I went into that race yeah. just thinking that second was like a win for me. So I was quite pleased. <laughs> and it and it, t- it took me to the top of the um, challenge rankings. So you boys need to get racing second half of the season. I'm going to catch up. I definitely I definitely tried to to challenge you for that uh, after the San Francisco. I got some challenge races planned. Yeah, I, I'm thinking if the Asian Open doesn't happen for me, because I'm still only 20 to start, I might uh, give Almir a nudge. I'm not sure. First full distance, we'll see. Ooh, wow! Take down Kieran Lindens, the chair of our Yeah, me, me and Kieran are good mates, and he's just telling me not to turn up. But <laughs> um, <laughs> now, to be fair, like it, it's just an idea at the moment. Uh, I'm pretty tired, so I might just have a break after the US Open if Asian Open doesn't happen because I've been racing since March. So yeah, we'll see. Before we, uh, before we guess, maybe we dissect a little bit of the PTO US Open. Freddie, are you heading to that Uzbekistan race still, the challenge one? Yes, challenge summer kind of Uzbekistan, middle of September. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I just signed up for that one as well. 
Oh, that's, that's going to be interesting. I'm excited for this one. Like you would never, I would never travel to Uzbekistan, obviously, if it wasn't for for a race. Me either. No, I just, um, I just thought I'd, I know, I know we're here to talk about US Open, but I just, uh, I thought that I heard on the great fun you might be going as well, so we can have another showdown in uh, Uzbekistan. <laughs> oh, I might sign up as well then. Yeah. <laughs> so, boys, let's chat US Open, like you've said, Aaron. Um, a few things I want to talk about, like. Obviously, at the European Open, Tom and Aaron, you were both off the front of the race all day, and Freddie had his mechanical issues that, you know, maybe they jeopardized his race, even if he won't necessarily say that, and, and so he wasn't able to get involved, and the, the starting list is a little bit different this time. There's some some familiar faces like Magnus and Christian and Jan, but, you know, Sam Long's in this one, and we don't have Max Newman, and the, the front of the race might be a little bit different. I'd say... Oh, I personally think the US Open field's a little weaker than the European Open field. How do you boys see the mechanics of the race playing out, like the race dynamics out on course, your role in it, and and the and the starting field? I, I think it. I think probably to be fair, it's fairly similar to US Open. Sorry, the European Open. The who do we say is missing? So Max is obviously missing. Um, is that about it? Probably of the big hitters. To be honest. Roll down only uh, got down to 36, while for the um, European Open, the roll down went uh, down to uh, 50 in the ranking. So, I actually, yeah. maybe like um, some of the top guys are missing. I actually don't know exactly who, but like in in terms of like like all the 30 guys, it's probably a better fit than European Open if you take everyone into account. Probably of your front group, yeah. like Kyle Smith won't be there, I don't think. I don't think he's racing, is he? And I'd heard Alistair isn't racing, but now everyone tells me Alistair is racing. So I don't know what happened there, whether there was some miscommunication. So um, Alistair will be there. Jan will be there. You expect in better form. So yeah, maybe of that front group, it's just Max Newman and Kyle Smith who won't be there. Um, there's some other like guys a bit further down. You throw in Martin Van Riel, he'll be at the in that front group. And certainly yeah. um, really, really, he is strong on the bike. I mean, I personally, I, I think I said it on, on one of the PTO posts. I think he's probably... In my eyes, the, one of the favourites to win, for sure, 100%. Yeah, can we talk about Martin Van Riel, Aaron? Like, I think a lot of people hear that name and they go, oh, that's that short course guy. He did some fast 70.3 runs and we don't know whether that short that course was short or not. Or people, I don't pe- think people actually know who he is, where his strengths are, where his weaknesses are. Could you maybe tell us about Martin? What makes Martin good? Where maybe his weaknesses are? Like, everything. Yeah, I mean, if you don't know who Martin is, you probably don't follow triathlon. He has finished top five at the last two Olympic Games. You know, he's a really legit athlete. Been on the on the world champ podium um, in the in the short course racing. Like he, you know, he's one that has the full package. You know, he's he's going to swim front pack, if not one of the fastest swimmers that will push the pace. Um, he's going to ride as fast as. You know, maybe not like a Ditlev type rider, but he's certainly going to be someone that can push the pace in that front group. And um, he's going to run a 58, 50, probably like a 58 off the bike in the in a 100k distance. Obviously, depending maybe a little bit on how hard he bikes. But uh, I mean, uh, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but he because he is a good mate. Um, but I genuinely think he is someone that on his day will will really um, dominate. Maybe not dominate, but he, he's always going to be up there and 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 vying for the win because he just doesn't really have any weakness that someone can can expose. 
Um, so in my eyes, I think he's probably the one to beat, um, along with Ditlev and obviously a few others, but obviously Ditlev shown like that, that race in Roth was absolutely incredible. I know that the hundred K distance is, is slightly different, but I think we've seen a new Ditlev this year that's, you know, still got a, that, that swim, um, is maybe still a little bit of a weakness, but his bike and, and now run is like absolutely out of this world that um he also will be be one of the favorites as well but yeah i don't know how do you boys see it like i know you, you've raced martin quite a lot tom and and freddie I, I know you follow both short course and long course so you, you know of martin as well like how do you see him yeah definitely martin's gonna be right he's gonna be pushing the pace he's an aggressive guy as well isn't he like even this year you've seen in the uh, short course racing he's been aggressive on the bike so he's gonna want to show that um for 80k i mean depending on how hard he rides like last year in dallas a lot well even in the pto european open like people still blew up didn't they so it's whether he can manage that effort um wisely um so yeah but i think he's gonna be instrumental he, he's basically he's swapping out if alice does or does a race just another guy who's gonna like be really active in front of the race and pushing it on it's definitely going to be um, interesting how he rides. Um, I mean, I for sure he can swim and run. Uh, it's one of the best, or maybe even uh, the best. But uh, yeah, the cycling, also the the, the dynamics um, of, of that kind of race. I mean, he he did I think two centuries to now, um, and he he won those. Um, but obviously, it wasn't like uh, this this big field. So I think it's always like just a huge difference when you get into first time into like a such a long course race with these kind of race dynamics um especially on a bike um not saying he can't can't handle that because he's always very experienced in wts and everything um but yeah the the cycling is going to be the, the interesting thing but if he can keep up there with with the front then um yeah he's going to be the, the man to beat for, i think Aaron, you said that you think he will swim front pack, ride front pack, and then run 58x. If he does that, there's only been three people in the history of PTO races who have done that. You know, Max winning the European Open, Christian coming second, and then Christian and Gustav at Canada. So if you think that he's going to do that, then that means that he has to win it or come second. He's not going to come fourth or fifth if he puts together a race like that. Well, no, then that's kind of why I said I think he's the one to beat. <laughs> You know, I've said it on uh, a few posts, um, I think, and he's going to hate me for this because we're, we're good friends. And he's like, I want to try and fly out of the radar. So he's, he's, um, I told him I want him to crack under the pressure. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, but like, so, I mean, I, I know what he rode power-wise when he did the fastest or second fastest 70.3, however you want to look at it. And it is more than enough to stay in that front group like he rode more power than what i did and i yeah in interviewed at european open so i think but but again like he has had a big injury um at the start of the year and he probably in short course racing hasn't got back to his best so where where he comes into that in in Mawati this year um you know if he's in that sort of same shape as he was when he did do that dubai race i'm not i'm not entirely sure um, but, um, yeah, he's got, he's got all the tools in his toolbox to, if he's, if it's, if he's on his day to, to certainly be, um, 
in my eyes, the favorite for the for the race. We have to take into account that the PTO once again put out a really, really boring bike course. So I don't actually know how much the, the bike is going to play a role in the US Open. That's my question, Fred, is the the course in a way it's a it's a different course to the european open because the hill at the european open was a little different to what we're going to see at the us open bike course but i feel like the courses lead themselves to produce very similar races with that being said where we might have a very similar front pack swim group with aaron leading it with jan Fredino and you know um probably Alistair Brownlee if he's there and Ben Canute and um, Florian Anger, just the same blokes basically with, with Martin in there now that we saw doing that at the European Open who get away with a 60 to 90 second gap. Obviously, Tom will be in that front group as well with a 60 to 90 second gap to people like yourself, Fred, and Magnus Ditliv. And, um, and then it'll just be a battle of whether the front group can stay away, how hard they ride, how long it takes Magnus and yourself to get to the front, Fred, and whether Sam Long and, and those kind of guys are there as well. And so do you, do you just see the dynamics becoming almost identical to the European Open where we have that that front really strong um, swim bike pack who get away and then a few chases and a, a couple of people who get across and then a big group that doesn't get across and ultimately the the winner comes from that that first group who get into T2 with you know the runners two th- three minutes back like Jason West and Sam Long yeah I, I think it will be very very similar if not uh, if not the same and uh, now you almost also have like um, another like bike train which is uh, even further back than Magnus and myself with uh, Sam Long and maybe Lionel Sanders. Um, but I think because it's it's already the European Open, it's just so hard to close this one-minute gap to the front. I mean, we saw in Magnus Power what he had to do to actually close this gap. Uh, I don't see um, like Sam Long and Lionel Sanders uh, play any big role in the race. Um, I mean, I'm sure they will have good performances especially in a bike on the run but um they won't come uh onto onto the run course uh, with, with the front maximum with the with the chase pack and then maybe uh run maximum in, into the top five depending of on how many guys are, are blowing up uh, in in the front but um yeah that's maybe the only thing which is different that you have another like train uh which is which is coming from from the second or third uh, chase pack uh, after the swim. Aaron, you were the guy who pushed the pace a lot at the European Open and and that was a pretty successful race plan for your group. Do you intend to do that same thing again this year and lead the swim for large packs and make sure that there's a split to the bikers like Freddie and Magnus and Sam Long? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I mean, me and Martin have already spoke about, like we have to make the swim hard. I think, um, like I mentioned, um, a, a bit before with, with Ditlev and the way he's running now. And obviously we know how well he, he cycles and you know, Freddie, those type of people that are, that are hopefully are going to be about 60 seconds back. Like you can't, you can't start the ride with these guys. Um, you've got like, we've got no chance the rate you're racing per second. Then I think if you're, you know, like if you look at Ross, for example, I think, um, Ben Canute who is a really, really good swimmer, basically by not pushing the swim fast enough, he was then, he was basically racing for second. And um, I know that I I need to, myself, to to really give myself the best chance of having a, a good result is to make sure that I can get some time in that swim because 
even if you say, right, Freddie's going to catch the front anyway, Ditlev's going to catch the front anyway, like you need to make it hard for them because they're such good riders. And um, and and you saw that with with Magnus in in the European Open, he had to spend so much energy just to get to the front that basically by the time he got there, he had to basically settle there because it was so hard for him, and it would have been so much harder for him to try and then push away and and get away, get a gap. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like it's no different really to my my race plan. Any other race, like swimming is my strength. Um, I need to I need to push that to give myself some time to these really uber bikers um b- before they catch ev- eventually and and that's that's going to be the plan obviously in in milwaukee like um and and i think i, I don't know but I, I have raced in chicago so it's close to milwaukee in the same lake lake michigan before and it's been non-wetsuit so i think it will be non-wetsuit but that was world triathlon rules which is 20 and PTO is twenty two, so I'm not a, I'm not hundred percent sure on that. But that that should that could change the dynamics a little bit as well. The world's best tri suit company, Win Republic, have just released their brand new tri suit collection called the Heritage Collection, and I think it's either my favorite or second favorite collection that Win have ever made. It's three designs: one is American inspired, one is Australian inspired, and one is New Zealand inspired. I I just personally think the suits look absolutely amazing. They're sleek. They're subtle. I just I love all three of the suits. the The American one's probably my favourite, and closely followed by the Australian one. But because I'm an Australian, uh, I'm going to be racing in the Australian one for the rest of my triathlon um, season, and and probably even like going into Roth next year. I really want to I really want to rock that suit over on an international stage. So I, I'm really excited to do that. They use Win's top of the line suit called the Lucaro Plus, which is their fastest, comfiest racing tri suit. If you want a tri suit. In my opinion, it needs to be comfy as a priority and it needs to be fast as a bonus, which are the two reasons I started using Win a few years ago in the first place because I just never had a comfy tri-suit and I don't think I'd ever had one that was that aerodynamic and I saw what Luke and, and Beth were doing at Win, and I, I, I bought one and I've never looked back. I, it's, it's all I wear now. The Lucao Plus, what I like about it is their top-of-the-line tri-suit is it's taken both of those things to the next level, comfort and speed. Win are doing a pre-sale of the whole Heritage Collection now that ends on July 28th. So you've got to get in and order one quickly. Um, you could jump on their website to do that. We have a 15% off discount code that you can use if you do want to purchase that or anything on Win Republic's site for that matter. That discount code is TTH15. And yeah, it gets you 15% off anything at winrepublic.com. Um, I highly recommend going and checking out the Heritage Collection. I love it. I'll be wearing it. And I hope to see you out in a race course wearing one too. With that front lead group in the in the swim, who do you think will be there? So you and Martin Van Reel have talked about it. You'll be there. I think I, I think you I, I don't see you dropping Martin Van Reel, so you know you're gonna have at least one other person there. I also don't see you dropping Jan Fredino, so that's a group of three. And I guess the more people that are, that are there, the easier it gets for others to jump on. So if Jan's there, Alistair Brownlee's gonna be there, that's four of you already. If 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 Alistair and Jan are there, Ben Canute's gonna be there, that's five of you. Do you see people like Tom Bishop and Braden Curry being there? And do you see the group getting large enough that it allows someone like, you know, Christian Blumenfeld, who's now spent a bit of time back at, at the WTS level to, to jump on the back of it? Or do you see it being five or six of you out there on, on the front? Um, hard to say. I think, I think there probably will be around about similar, similar to what was the European Open. So what was that? It was about six to eight, maybe something like that. Yeah. Tom, I know you were there, Tom. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I was with Ben and back, uh, Dan Backyard and Florian were there as well. So I think it was around eight to ten. Um, and obviously, like from the front where you were to the back, it was like ten seconds, maybe something like that. So I guess if if you if there's people willing to push straight out of T1, then it will string out quite a bit, especially with the drafting and stuff. So there are chances of that group maybe breaking up, especially if like I guess. Like, like I mentioned, Martin's aggressive. If he wants to really push hard for the first lap or so, then it could put pressure on us who are kind of just at the back of that group. So you might see a you might see a bigger group or similar sort of size group out European like European Open, but it could still splinter. Um, but I don't know. Do you guys know if we've got race range for this race? I guess. I mean, we had it before European Open, so no, I think we got it for all the PGO races, but I don't know for sure. Uh, they're still ongoing. So yeah, I think I think it's a yes. We would need it. We would need it for that course. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, it, it's a yeah, it's a costing now. So so the PTO now I have to look at budgeting it, but making sure there's budget for it, basically. Um, and so th- that's the plan. I'm pretty sure. Jake is asking for too much uh, money for his commentary, so now they don't have budget for <laughs> a race ranger. Uh, no, that's Miranda Carfrey. She's uh, she's taken up a, a large chunk of that bill. Hey, Fred, question to you. So I see you being similar to where Magnus is out of the water. Do you think you guys will have Christian Blumenfeld with you, or do you think he'll be ahead of you? I mean, I think I am very Christianist, like. I mean, always when I when I raced against him, I was always coming over to water with him. So I mean, I don't know how much he has improved now in his swimming uh, since uh, Ibiza, but um, I have improved for sure, um, or at least I I have gotten my my shape slowly uh, w- with the races. Um, and like, yeah, I for sure will be in a much much uh, better shape uh, than than Ibiza. So. Um, I of course I don't think I'll come out with, with the front pack, even though I, I, I hope so. I could ha- hang there on the back, but um yeah, like most of the times I just have the, the small gap and then I usually come out with um with Christian and, and Marcus as well. So um and yeah, then then it's gonna be the, the train to the front. Is there any chance that we're watching the race and the same thing happens that happened at Roth where we're like, Holy shit, Magnus Ditliv is out with the front group? No, I don't think so because <laughs> less Aaron has just uh, like Aaron just said. I think Ben hasn't pushed the uh, the swim hard enough in Roth, um, and Aaron and Martin and others definitely will push the swim hard enough in in Milwaukee. So I think uh, either it will be like really one long pack or there will be like a gap, like yeah, like we usually had actually. I, I think with it being two laps as well, like Aaron, you can check who's like at the back of the pack when you're running out to the Aussie exit. So if you see, like he's pretty obvious, isn't he, Magnus? He's the tallest guy in the race pretty much. So you can check and then if you need to wind it up a little bit more, which I think you did that in European Open anyway, you kind of like got quicker the second lap. So that might put pressure on maybe Magnus if he's there at the, the end of the first lap potentially. Magnus, Magnus also might be a stronger swimmer on the 3.8k than for the for the two K. Yeah, I think like last year, if you look at the US Open last year, it was a massive pack, wasn't it? And I think that was more to do with how hot it was, the water and the ambient temperature. 
And so I was too scared to push the pace because I didn't want to cook myself before we even got out on the bike and run. And I'm pretty sure that any other good swimmer in there was was thinking the same. And so when we got out there, there was what? There was like 30 of us, I think. I am 25. There was a massive yeah. pack. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but certainly if, unless there's some similar sort of weather to that as there was last year in Dallas, um, yeah, it's it's just Eddie. You know, I think the way the PTO racing is now and it's and it's going to continue to develop is it's just I, I've said it before. It's kind of like an Olympic distance race that just goes for three and a half hours, and who can kind of hang on to that intensity for the longest. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be probably full gas for everyone for three and a half hours, three hours twenty, whatever it is. So Fred and Tom, Aaron sees Martin Van Riel as the favourite. Who do you two see as the favourite going in? Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I, I'd say Martin's one of the favorites. Obviously, you can't write off Christian because he's really consistent and solid on the podium, like pretty much every long course race he does. So, yeah, those two. Um, I, I reckon Matisse, um, is going to be pretty solid. Like, he, he was decent in Challenge Champs, and I don't think he, he raced just the week after that. And I think he just trained into this race. So I think he could be, um, a guy to watch out to. Maybe not for the podium, but definitely up there. Um, is like a bit of a, a guy not many people are talking about. Um, so yeah, I'd say Christian, Martin, and I mean, you never know of Alistair, do you? But um, and Jan's obviously gonna be in better shape than the European Open, so yeah, it it's gonna be, I reckon it'll be pretty close. I, I think you might see a few changes in at the end of the run like you did in the European Open as well just those final like decades where you might you might see a podium completely change around I'm looking at I'm looking at the starters now and I think like it, it could be quite close and even Backgard like he he was going really well in rough until he had his mechanical and he he raced solid and he ran through really well in the European Open so he, he could be a guy featuring in the front just keeping his uh, kind of ammo dry ready for the road things so yeah there's so many people what do we think of um jason west obviously phenomenal runner like incredible that 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 run split that he did in european open i'm sure we all seen the splits that he put up that was like insane um obviously depends how his form is whether he's got better or whether he's been able to hold on to that form since european open what, what do you guys think like obviously people are going to be far more aware of him now um, and probably not want to. I mean, to transition to with him, um, but obviously he's going to be a threat, right? Like he's with that run. You know, you can never count someone like that out. Do you, do you, do you see like a similar sort of scenario where he could be running through for a podium spot, even the win? I think so because I think he got good help in the in that uh, in the chase pack. Um, like with Clement Mignon, um, Linus Sanders and Sam Long probably coming through there, Christian Hogenhaug. Um, anyway, what we completely forgot, Aaron, Mathis um, Magirier is racing as well. Had he beat us in uh, in, in Summerine? i just looking at the start list now. Tom just Tom did just mention. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. I, 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 think, I didn't hear. Yeah, no, I think Mathis is going to be someone where not many people are talking about. Yeah. It would be right there, so... Did you see how I put that up on my Instagram? I think he's the one who no one will talk about. 
but he's the one yeah. who could have a top five, top six result. He's a, he is the yeah. most underrated male triathlete in the world. Short, long course, whatever it is, he's number one. Yeah, I think Jason West, um, like depending on, of course, how much gap he has um, after after the bike, but if he runs again, like a, it's 57 minutes, um, he still can possibly run uh, uh, on the podium, uh, probably like top five again. It's highly likely that Jason West is in that swim group with you too, Freddie, isn't it? Say like Christian, yourself, Jason, that's probably going to make up the core of your group. Yeah, I think so. And like from 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 that pack, it's gonna be like maybe like Magnus, uh, myself, and Christian, maybe again, and like who are um, yeah opening the train train to the front pack. Um, but yeah, then uh, like like I said, some long line of Sanders coming through there into that pack, and um, I think it's also gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a chase pack with with all all the rest of the guys and then uh yeah depends on how big the gap is uh from from the front to the chase pack so obviously with that group trying to get across to the front fred with you and magnus obviously for you objective number one is i can't let magnus drop me now magnus had never dropped you in a race until the pto european open do you think you'll definitely be able to hold his wheel given how well he's rode this year and if that's the case, do you think that you two have to work together to make sure that Jason and Christian don't come with you and that the group with like Sam Long and that don't get anywhere near the front? I, I don't think Magnus uh, Magnus needs my help. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, no, I, I've learned I've learned now from 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 Ibiza like um, how he is closing the gap and also uh, apart from my mechanical there, um, I just didn't have to just didn't have the 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 shape and ability at the, on that day um to go with him so um yeah i i couldn't couldn't have gone with him um, and i think now i'm definitely in a way way uh better shape um but still usually how he's closing the gap is actually not my my kind of racing so i kind of have to um uh, adjust to that a bit and uh push uh yeah way over my threshold probably uh in the yeah, first first few laps uh, of of the bike course, and uh, for sure he's also trying to drop me because I don't think he wants to take anyone uh, to the front, especially not Christian. So um, even though he's not trying to drop me, he's definitely trying to drop uh, Christian. So um, yeah, I think it's gonna be really um, really hard uh, bike part. So do you reckon, Freddie? Say if he goes really hard and he does you you could probably still ride to the front anyway so that might even work you could like take you could hopefully take christian and jason out the back door like he magnus could get a gap on you guys and then you could like then then try and make your own effort up to the front and try and drop those guys like it's a it's a classic cycling tactic isn't it like take the guys out the back door like kind of lose the win and then just ride yourself up and hopefully drop those guys could be a good strategy hopefully yeah but J- jack has to cut that out now off the pot <laughs> <laughs> that's tom's trying to like inception that into your brain like hey freddie this might be a good <laughs> idea just to try and make you do it because <laughs> when he's asking he's got this massive smile on his face <laughs> um so with, with this right 
are we are we considering that Magnus can just ride to the front of the race and then change tact from the European Open and ride off the front from from even that front group? Like obviously with the European Open, he got to the front of the race only thirty five k in of the eighty k, and then he sat in and played tactics and told me after the race I sat in because I thought I could outrun everyone. Like I didn't think I needed to attack everyone. Um, he didn't he didn't think his legs were that cooked from it. He's just like I just backed my run. Do we see a world where he learns from that and goes, well, I'm getting to the front, the same thing, 25, 35K into the ride, and then I'm riding off? Uh, I, th- I think his legs were cooked. I think he had to put in a big effort to get to the front. Um, and I think it showed, because I'm, I'm sure, and I heard him say that he thought he could have ran faster. Um, so I, I think it was quite a big effort for him to get to the front. And if he has to do something similar, then he's going to have to weigh up, you know, how much effort does he want to then put in on the bike to try and get away versus saving a bit for his run. Um, so I don't, I don't believe that he's, I don't believe that he got to the front and it was easy. For, well, it might've been easy once he got to the front, but I think he had to work really hard and I think he, it was quite hard for him to get there and it, and it definitely took a bit out of his run legs. And Jan Fredino at the European Open, he was um, he was in my mind, and it feels it feels like almost like I'm insulting Jan because it's hard to say anything sort of negative about Jan. But I felt like Jan Fredino was the weak link in that front bike pack of of all the seven guys who were there at the end of the bike, um, you know, 50, 60 k into it, and sort of um, he was sort of dropping the wheel for like twenty k straight there. Do you think that Yarm will be in better shape this this time around, um, given the few extra months and the few extra races he's had, um, or do you think again that it, it might be possible to drop Yarm Fredino at the the mid to back part of the bike ride? Um, I I hope he's in a similar sort of shape because obviously he he was he got dropped, didn't he? So, and this time I'm gonna make sure I don't get dropped with him. So, uh, but I can't see him. I think he'll be better, definitely. Like he, he probably saw the European Open and thought I have a bit of work to do, and um, yeah, I, I think he'll be better. Uh, he'll definitely be more aware of where he needs to be in the park and stuff. But um, he'll, he'll, he'll try his best. He's got all the tricks up his sleeve just to try and stay there. I think even if he doesn't have the legs, so um, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Like you never know. Like he. It's been quite a while since the European Open, and he has raced a bit more. So hopefully he's got a bit sharper because that was his first race for a long, long time. So he's probably a bit rusty with it. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, he's definitely. I think he's shown you even in the last race that he did um, in Dora. Yeah, I think he was a little bit better there, and I think he will be better. But I think we're like as a whole, as a group, as a you know, as a race, we're all going to be probably better. Like we're three months on now, um, three months into the season. Like I think, like you're gonna have to be better than you were in Ibiza, like all of us, to do well again. Because I think it's just, yeah, like I said, like we're getting into the business, the championship end of the season, aren't we? Where people have this is what people have been peaking for. Like when you mark down races at the start of the year, August into September was everyone's like time to to really show what you've got. So I think. Um, yeah, I think you'll be better, but you're going to have to be because everyone's going to be better. Like the level's just going to be up again from from the Ibiza race. And Tom and 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 Aaron, you both have obviously got sort of personal connections with Alistair Brownlee. You've both trained with him and been in his squad for 
for ages. Tom, more you back in the day, and and Aaron, you a bit more recently. Is he racing? Can we confirm that he's got Ironman Lake Placid a few weeks before that? Is he is he going to not a few weeks? He's got Ironman Lake Placid right around that. Is he is he racing Ironman Lake Placid? Is he racing the the US Open? If he does race the US Open, what do we expect from him? From what I've heard, I think he had a he he didn't race those early those European Ironmans because he did have a bit of a niggle. But I think he's I think he's had some like a scan and I think he's back training again. So I don't think he'll put himself in a race if he doesn't think he can be competitive. Um, to be honest, but I guess we'll see if he races Lake Placid. Uh, he'll he'll race Europe, um, the US Open. It's just whether he gets on the start, whether he, he backs himself to be ready for the late class or the not. Because I think he still wants to try and qualify for meets from my point. But um, mm. that's just from a uh, secondhand source that I know. But um, you never know of him. Like, he's, he's a guy who, yeah, he's been on so many start lists and not started. But um, I think he, he wants to be there. I think, um, so I, I've obviously the last couple of weeks been up in Font Rameau, so haven't seen him or spoke to him. But I did do a chain game with him maybe four or five weeks ago on the bike, and he was strong and he was riding well. Um, I didn't really ask for his uh, ask his race plans, but um, I if he you know it, it really depends. Like if I was advising Alistair, and you know he hasn't asked for my opinion, but I'm going to say um, what I think on the podcast. Um, it depends what what it, what is his priority. You know, I don't think he can. I really think it would be a mistake for him if, if Nice is his priority. Um, I think it would be a mistake for him if he did Lake Placid, U.S. Open, and Nice. I, I think you know you, you, he's going to fall into the same trap of what's happened the last couple of years. He gets a couple of good races, and then when it comes to the actual business time, um, hasn't quite made it. So if Nice is his priority, I would say go do Lake Placid and then just go all in for Nice. But maybe it's not. Maybe he's not worrying about Nice, and he wants to do PTO races. I know, like for us, like for me, that sounds sensible, and for most people, that probably sounds sensible. But I know when people say that sort of stuff to Alistair, he just says, "I want to race," because he hasn't raced, and and when he a lot or as much as what he wanted to over the last couple of years. So when he can can race, he wants to race. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll see. Um, yeah, you know, in my view, I think. Uh, a fit Alistair um, is the hands down would be the favourite for Nice. A fit Alistair, obviously, we, we probably haven't quite seen that for a while um, yet. But I think that's like his best chance to win an Ironman World Championship. And so, you know, if if he's presented with that opportunity in Lake Plus by qualifying, and then I think if it was me and most people would try and go all in for that. But um, yeah, I mean, I know we're all uh, Jack. You're you're hearing that he isn't racing U.S. Open and and going all in for Nice. Is that what you're hearing? And and uh, now he's on the start list. I actually got a little message from <laughs> the people who I was being told things by to to say, hey, um, I'm I'm not going to tell you any more things if you if you go public with it again. And I thought I had the all clear to go with it, where I said I'm not sure if right. Alistair's racing the U.S. Open. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to say any more on what I was told. But from what I was told, there's definitely grey as to whether I, I think he hadn't decided if he was racing the U.S. Open or not yet, and maybe might have been leaning towards not racing it. I, I actually don't know though. Like Alistair has this where he 
he doesn't really tell anyone anything and he keeps it all quite secret. And so it's really hard to, to know what he's going to do. Um, and he does put himself um, on a lot of start like lists and then decides pretty late whether he's going to do them or not f- historically. So, I mean, Lake Placid's this weekend. I- is he in the US? Do you guys know? Uh, I don't think so. Well, he, I don't think he was last week. I think I saw someone post something about him being in Leeds, but I mean, maybe he's gone now. I saw him in Leeds last week on Instagram too. So I don't, I don't know. Like he's leaving that flight pretty close. So we'll see this weekend if he's if he's at Lake Placid and he and he does that race and he finishes that race. It it would be suicide to then race the U.S. Open and then go to Nice, wouldn't it? Like surely that's too much in in a short period of time. Um, but if he if he doesn't race Lake, Lake Placid this this weekend, or if he does it and then DNFs and doesn't qualify, I think we have our answer that we'll probably have him on the the US Open start list. And it, it probably all depends with what happens this weekend at Lake Placid. Yeah, that's the last chance to qualify, isn't it? That's the last For one. Elise. Yep. And how many like how many are on the start list, and how many have qualifications? Like, is it going to roll down far? Is it an e? I'm using air quotes, or is it an easy qualification? It's a relatively easy one, I think. Um, it sort of depends, right? Because Joe Skipper, I don't know whether he's racing or not. Um, and then, like, it's Josh Amberger and um, who else is on it? I think I think Cody Beals is racing. Do they already have qualification, these guys? Yeah, so I think Joe Skipper does. I'm not sure if Amberger does. Yeah. I need That's actually good questions. I know Ben Hoffman, Hoffman's on the start list. Andy Dreitz is on the start list. I assume mo- I th- the way I look at that, if he races, he will qualify because I think it has two qualification slots, yeah. Lake Placid, from memory. I'm going off a release I read bloody months ago. I think it has two qualification slots, not four. So um, he-, he would probably only have to come top three to qualify, top four to qualify, given that probably yeah. Joe Skipper is his main competition yeah. and is already qualified. So I don't know, like... Yeah, it does. It looks like that. That start list looks like it's suited for him, Josh Amberger, and him off the front. It looks like a, a race that would would suit him. But who knows? I'm fascinated to see if he mm. if he lines up. Yeah, I guess we'll 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 know our answer, won't we, this weekend whether whether we're going to see him in Milwaukee or not. The one thing's for certain: if he is on that U.S. Open start line, he'll play a massive factor. He'll do what he always does at that distance. He'll be there. At the, he'll be on your feet, most likely, Aaron or or Jan's feet. Yeah. And, He'll be hammering the bike with you boys, and then he'll run two fifty until he can't any longer on the on the run. So I do hope he's there. I really hope he's there for the for the sake of of commentating the race because I think it'll make the race a lot more exciting to commentate and and watch. So I really hope he's there. Um, I'm sure maybe maybe it's easier for you boys in the front pack if he's not there because he fucking can <laughs> put in some big surges. Um, do you think we've covered everything? Is there anything else to touch on? Any people to touch on? I, I probably to jump in. Sam Long's the one. Like I've mentioned him a few times. You you guys have said he won't see the front of the race. I, I sort of did some polls and the big three favourites to win the race from from people who who like there was about seven thousand people who got back to the poll. The big three favourites are Christian Magnus and Sam Long, according to the people. Uh, you boys clearly see that differently. Can you talk to me about that? It's because every American who follows you, Jack, uh, is is just voting for Sam. So how far back will he be into T two? I think with uh, with the chase pack, and it's going to be like two, two and a half minutes. It's like, he, I think he he will have like three minutes after the swim, and then maybe he rides almost yeah similar pace to the, to the front, I would say, but but not faster, I think, because he doesn't have the motorbikes. 
Can he even come top five then? It's hard to tell. Also depends how hard the bike is for for the front pack and how many how many guys are um are like blowing up. Um, I mean he he's running pretty well. He's for, for sure he could, probably can run uh, under one hour. And uh, yeah, there weren't there's so many athletes actually who run under one hour on that hundred k distance. So he could run this himself uh, to the front. Probably not with uh, with Chase and West, but uh, top five can be possible. But yeah, we we didn't touch on. Um, are we actually even going to see him there? Depends where the baby long's been born, isn't it? So the intel the intel I have is that he's committed to doing it if he can do it. So if it's possible with the birth, he will do it. I think I, that's just what I'm being told. That might not be accurate information. That's definitely not a fact. But what I'm being told is if um, if the birth of his child allows it he'll be there it's not like one of those things where he's no matter what happens he'll he'll be staying at home i think i think he's still hoping to be there um so yeah it'll be really interesting with the with him winning those three three big american races it will show the difference in international racing versus domestic racing particularly like australia and an an american racing when you add the europeans these days it, it does seem to really change race dynamics and it's a good opportunity for sam long to to prove that he can do that stuff, not just on on the domestic scene, but on the international scene, and then it's a good chance for the the Europeans and you know the 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 internationals to show like, hey, the racing that we do is is different and better than what you guys do in the US. That that dynamic will be actually really fun to to watch. <laughs> yeah, I think um, looking forward to it. I guess we've still got a couple of weeks. But boys, good luck. Good luck with. Um... The last bit of preparation. Tom, you're heading off to the mountain soon and back to Leeds. Yeah, I'm going via Tübingen to do a Bundesliga race, like sprint distance, uh, and then back to Leeds for a week and then flying out. Um, yeah, just the Tuesday before the race. So, yeah, um, hopefully it all goes well. Like, I've, I'm at a point now in this camp where I've got, I just want to get, get back, get back to Leeds and just like recover from it all. But, um, yeah, final few days of hard training and then just kind of relax a bit. So looking forward to that, getting yeah, getting home. So yeah. And you guys are going straight from altitude, right? Just flying straight out to the US. Like I get down on uh twenty twenty eighth and then I fly out on Sunday before the race. Uh, um I think our race is on on Friday even. So yeah, going down, getting off altitude exactly one week uh before. Just like Ibiza, where it worked super well. <laughs> no, but the main, the main, the main reason for that is actually that this attitude camp is more for the is for the third world three worlds and not for for the US Open. But yeah, let's see how it goes. I, I'm flying on, on on the Sunday as well, Freddie. So um, I'll see you there, and Tom, see you on the Tuesday before. Jack, when are you getting into town? I got to check my flights. I think it's like on the Tuesday or the Wednesday. Yeah, I think I think we do like a full day of work Thursday and then commentate Friday, Saturday. But um, if there's time to sneak in a coffee or some beers after the race, margaritas after the race, it's sort of tradition with me now that I get blind drunk uh, watching the PTO races on margaritas. And I'm glad that on this occasion I won't say like stupid shit on my Instagram stories. I'll say it on a live live broadcast feed. Um, <laughs> Martin, the guy who runs the broadcast, he's like he, he called me and he goes, "Now, Jack." I, I don't want you to think I'm joking when I say this, but if you say fuck on the broadcast, we will take you off the broadcast on the spot. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he's like, I've listened to your podcast and it's your favorite word. So yeah. 
pretty funny. Um, but yeah, see you boys out there. Thanks for chatting. Yeah, see you boys. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah, see ya. The Feed have come on board to support the triathlon hour. And if you haven't gone to the Feed's website yet and seen what they're all about, then I really think you should. The reason I started using the Feed personally is because I used to buy about three to four different um, gels, drinks, nutritional products. And I'd buy them from like this one from my local running shop, for example. I'd buy one off a, a brand's website and then I'd buy a couple from the supermarket. And it, it was a bit of like a convoluted way of doing things and, and got a little bit annoying. And then one day I came across the feed and they had everything I personally used on their website. And I was like, oh, I'll just grab it all from here in the one spot. And then since I started doing that, I just never stopped doing it. Um, I just think it's such an easy way and a convenient way to grab everything you could possibly need for your training and race nutrition as it's all just there on in one place on, on the website. Um, for example, they stock Pillar Performance and they stock Precision Fuel and Hydration products and they were the main two things I bought from there and, you know, probably the, the main two things I use on a day-to-day basis now. And, you yeah, know, there was a period of time earlier in this year, for example, as well, where I was actually testing a lot of different nutritional products in my training to see what I liked the, the, the most, what made me um, not get sick and, and feel nauseous while I was training and what I could sort of tolerate over long rides and, and what I didn't get sick of. And so it was a great source for that because um, I think all up I tried maybe like eight, nine, ten different nutrition brands from their website during that period. Um, and, and it was awesome. They all cost the same as like the prices are the same as any other website or if you buy it directly from the from the company. So yeah, I, I think that combined with the fact that when you order it, it all arrives to you at your door in the same package on the same day instead of having like, you know, two deliveries come a week apart and then having to drive to two different shops for the other stuff. And yeah, I just found it personally really convenient and easy. So I, I've loved the feed and so I'm really excited that they've agreed to come on and support the show. Um, I think like if you go and visit it, just have some fun exploring it because they've seriously got so many great nutritional products there and lots of other little training products as well. Like you can just jump on the feeds website, just the feed.com, just explore through it, just look through and see what's there and see what you might be interested in using. Um, particularly if you're taking your training and racing seriously, I really couldn't recommend it enough. Um, it's basically just like your one-stop triathlon racing nutrition, training nutrition and accessories spot. So yeah, head over to the feed.com, check it out. Let me know what you think. Cause I personally love it. I think everyone in triathlon, once they start using it, will just end up using it forever and love it.